Hey guys, it's Jason again. Uh, just wanted to jump on here and talk about a topic around why you need to use an omni-channel approach for your digital marketing. Um, and this kind of topic has kind of been sparked because I've been speaking to a couple of business owners um, who have asked me, you know, why do I need to be on you know all these different channels? Do I need TikTok? Do I need Facebook, Instagram, um, Google Ads, SEO, all these different channels, all these different channels tactics and strategies um and it seems like everybody kind of overcomplicates the whole process on what different marketing tactics and and different platforms you need to be on so i kind of wanted to talk about talk about my thoughts and my process of thinking um the topics i'm kind of going to go over are a bit about i guess user behavior and psychology just trying to understand people and their buying behaviors then talking about a couple of different topics around attribution so how people buy um, and what gets rewarded in terms of digital marketing channels uh, the ios updates and remarketing and then also going into the different stages in the funnel and what channels work best for which one so um, hopefully at the end of this you'll be able to de- determine sorry determine what platforms you need to be on, what tactics work best for what industry and how you can kind of incorporate that into your own business. So um, first and foremost, like, yes, there's definitely heaps of different channels, heaps of different tactics. Um, If you look at, you know, all these marketing gurus out there and then talk about, you know, building a full funnel, there's, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, TikTok ads, um, even Snapchat, Pinterest, there's, uh, SEO, email marketing, um, SMS marketing, um, you know, blogs, podcasts, all these different things that you can do. Um, so, you know, what do you do and why do you need to be on more than just like one channel, for example, Facebook ads or Google ads or something like that? Um, and I think the way I would approach that question is, you know, how, how would you buy as a consumer? Like, think about it. How do people actually buy when they're looking for something, you know? Um, And how do you buy yourself? When you are scrolling on Facebook and you get hit with an ad for a lawnmower, for example, um, and it's from an unknown brand, you've never heard of them, but you're kind of interested uh, in a lawnmower. You're not really actively looking, but it popped up on your screen and now you're kind of intrigued, right? Um, Do you click on that ad, immediately look at it. And let's just say that for, for the argument's sake, this lawnmower is $2,000, right? Do you, on the first interaction, you've keep in mind, you've never ever heard of this business. You've never even seen anything related to this business before. You don't know them. They're a complete stranger. And you're not necessarily actively looking. You're just kind of interested in it. On the first interaction, this $2,000 lawnmower, do you click on it, immediately get get out your wallet, and then buy after going to the website? Or do you click on it, look at their About Us page, figure out who they are, check out their products, look at all the information, look at the product photos, and maybe you might sit on it for the next couple of hours just doing a bit more research if you're actually super keen. You know, if they tick a few of the boxes, they're legitimate, they've got a a physical store, they've got heaps of reviews, you might then go to their social media profile, check out their Facebook, Instagram, their TikTok even, 
see how many photos they've got, see how many customers have tagged them in their photos. And even then, you still might sit on that decision for the next day or so. Only after a couple of days, then will you, you know, while you're driving, see somebody mowing their lawn and then you remember that this business advertised to you. So then you go back after work and then you Google that website that you found out about and then you go back and buy it. So, you know, that's what I described is kind of how I believe I would purchase for something, you know, above a an X amount of value. You know, if it's more than a couple hundred dollars, the user journey is a little bit more complex than it would be in terms of just seeing one thing and immediately buying, right? And if you actually kind of dissect all of the different things that I did within that buying process for argument's sake um like let's talk about what i did i i clicked on the ad so that's facebook ads that's how i found out about them you've got the website i checked out the website you got all the reviews and social proof and things like that then i might have gone away and checked out their social social media so then you've got all this the organic social media stuff facebook instagram tiktok and then after that i checked out maybe their reviews on google that's kind of like SEO um, and maybe even SEM to get the brand name out there through Google Ads. And then I've gone back and then I've, you know, searched the website up through Google and then bought. So going back to the question of why do I need to be on several channels? It's because you need to understand that people buy in very complex ways. They, they use many channels to kind of make a decision. We're living in the informative age where people are the most empowered. If they're if they want to find out something, they can find it literally through the click of a button on their smartphone. Um, and if you're not on many channels, if you're not diversifying your information across different platforms, then there's less information about you out there. Consumers these days are extremely time poor, they're busy, but they're also super skeptical. So if you don't have that much information about you out there, if you don't have the social proof, you don't have the the social media profiles to back up your claims on your ads and things like that, then you're falling short and consumers don't trust you. So I think, you know, the question of why do I need to be on so many different channels, it's, well, think about how you would buy. Would you buy from somebody who has a lot of information across many channels that you know, allows you to make a better decision or you want someone, um, would you buy from someone with literally no social media profile, no presence, no Google presence, and they've only just run a Facebook ad? You know, the likelihood of them buying is quite low, right? So that's one thing. I think it's kind of reverse engineering that buying process and understanding people want more information and they want to be able to trust you. The more information you can give, the better for the consumer, right? Um, and the the second thing is kind of the attribution side of things, right? Like how do people buy, but what also gets the credit? So um, we've kind of, well, I've kind of gone through how that buying process may be kind of complex, right? Um, but also understanding that because I've gone through that process of jumping from different channels, doing different things, as in, you know, seeing the Facebook ad, going to the website, 
going on social media, checking out the profiles, going away after a couple of days, and then coming back through Google, does that mean Google was the only reason why I bought? Or was it Facebook? Or was it the social media profiles? I think a lot of business owners get into the trap of thinking only on last touch attribution, which basically means that the last thing that the consumer did was the reason why they bought. So even though I've you know seen a Facebook or Instagram ad, I've clicked on social media, um, but I've gone back and I've Googled it into, like searched the website directly into Google, it doesn't mean that Google is the reason why I'm buying. I actually saw the ad first on Facebook and Instagram, and then I checked out the website and then the social media profiles. Do you know what I mean? So if you only think about last touch attribution, you will actually be making short-term decisions or knee-jerk reactions that don't actually apply to what is really happening. People buy in very complex ways and you can't base all your results on one channel that is actually getting credit based on you know, what the software is telling you. Just because your Shopify data or Google Analytics is telling you one thing is getting all the credit, it doesn't mean you need to put all your eggs in one basket because keep in mind that people behave in very you know, complex ways. They use different channels to make their decisions. So you don't actually know what is impacting that process of them buying from you. So I think that's the really important thing to understand. Attribution, how people bought and um, you know what tactics actually played its part. One thing that you can do, uh, one thing that you can do to um, help you make decisions around which channels perform the best is genuinely just asking your customers, how did they buy? You know, what what was the reason why you bought? How did you find out about us? Um, and give them kind of like a, if you send them an email after they bought, leave them like an open text field is really easy for them to, to kind of message because, you know, I have had, I've had plenty of times where even with my agency or even some of my clients, we would ask that question and we would get extremely, extremely, um, surprising answers around how they found out about us oh my cousin's my cousin's cousin knew one of your friends from high school and then we googled you and your website and found out about your social media and all these different things and then after about six months a podcast came up and then they uh remembered us and then they've googled us and then they've they've you know submitted a form it's very very complex but asking them in kind of like an open-ended question allows you to get a bit of a better sense of what actually worked. So that's one tactic you can do. The second tactic you can do is actually looking at Google Analytics. And if you go into the um, the dashboard on the left-hand side, I'm talking about Google Analytics, the old version, not Google Analytics 4. Um, if you go into the conversion section, you can actually look at multi-channel um, multi-channel funnels and like time lag and things like that. And what you can view is what the most common conversion paths are. Um, What that actually does is it actually dissects how many different platforms played its part within that customer journey before they purchased. So if you click in that tab, 
Um, you can actually see when someone clicks on Google, then goes back to Facebook, then goes onto Google again, and how many times that happens. And then you can kind of see how many people use that same process. And through that, keep in mind software is a little bit inaccurate. Um, you don't want to be basing all your decisions off of it, but it's a really interesting way to figure out how people are buying. You know, how long it's taken them to buy, how many touch points it requires, depending on how expensive your product or service is, um, and what channels are kind of pulling the most weight. So that's that's a, a kind of the attribution side of it. Uh, this kind of then leads me into the iOS stuff and remarketing. Um, if anyone heard about what happened in face, or I guess Apple and, and Facebook, Instagram side of things, the iOS 14.5 update basically um, made it almost impossible for Apple users to get tracked through the ads onto the websites. Uh, the most powerful thing about Facebook and Instagram was the fact that you could remarket to people based on the behavior, right? So if someone clicked on an ad, went to the website, you can then remarket that person back on Facebook with a different ad in like a, a specific audience, right? Um, that was super, super powerful, but because of the iOS updates, it made it very, very hard to essentially remarket to people specifically on like Apple, Apple devices, right? What this has kind of caused is the inability for Facebook to accurately remarket and also effectively remarket to people which has decreased the performance of that channel. Now, the reason why this is so important or a big issue is because because of a, the performance of Facebook and Instagram has slightly decreased on some level for some brands, um, depending on how you're remarketing, how you set it up, it's kind of shifted the focus for brands to diversify their channels and look at other other platforms like Google Ads, like TikTok, because the the cost of acquiring customers is cheaper. Uh, but also, once again, leading into that, the first topic of people buy in very complex ways. Um, they might see an ad on Facebook, but because you can't remarket to that people after they hit the website, if they're an Apple user um, or on like a mobile device, then you need to spread your net wide to try and impact that user journey again if they dropped off, right? So maybe hitting them on TikTok, maybe running Google ads um, to make sure that the brand name is out there, right? So there's a lot of different reasons why you would spread on different channels, mainly being that the iOS updates made it significantly harder to remarket to people you need to use other platforms to kind of compensate and diversify because there's a lot of risk putting all your eggs into one basket, i.e. Facebook and Instagram. There are other platforms out there that can do similar things. And by similar, I mean target the people at the right stage of the funnel, right? And this kind of gets me into the next topic of different stages of the funnel and different platforms do different things. So Typically speaking, in marketing, we like to categorize things in top of, top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel. So um, if anybody's a bit confused about that, it's essentially if you look at a funnel, um, and if you ever put water inside a funnel, obviously the top of it is super big. It's like a big big circumference, you know, big circle. And then towards the bottom on a the funnel, there's like a 
it, it becomes like a very, very small, you know, I guess cylinder or everything gets filtered down, right? The idea of the funnel is that in marketing, you want to cast the net wide at the top. You want to market to everybody in a sense that is it within your target audience. And then by the time they get to the bottom through your, you know, your content, your marketing itself, by the time they get to the bottom of the funnel, you are only speaking to people who have high intent and actually want to buy your product, right? So the whole concept of a funnel is filtering people out so that eventually you can only, you're only speaking to people that are genuinely high quality. So the reason why this is important is because in marketing, one of the key things to do is to talk to the right people at the right time. And this is important because different people need different types of messaging at different points to get them closer to buying. And if anybody is interested in copywriting or um, you know understanding more about that, I advise you guys to look up Eugene Schwartz's Five Levels of Awareness, where it kind of just illustrates a, it's, it's like a table and it kind of talks about the five different stages and the different types of messaging that are required depending on where they are, right? But in, in simple terms, at the top of the funnel where there's you know, you're trying to get the awareness out there. People obviously aren't looking to buy. It's more about getting awareness. The top of funnel um, is more effective to run channels like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, etc. The reason being is these channels are more of a disruption, right? So if you think about how people buy, nobody goes on Facebook or Instagram and searches for a carpenter or a specific product. It just doesn't happen that often. If, if they were actually looking to solve a problem, they would probably go to Google because Google is more of an intent-based platform. If you go to Google, you're actually searching for something that you want. So the reason why this is kind of important is because Google is probably more of a bottom-of-funnel channel. So by separating people between top of top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel, you can determine where your customers are in that customer stage, right? Top of funnel, probably very far away from buying, more of an awareness type situation. Middle of funnel, kind of like social proof. They're trying to understand the business a bit more in the product. And the bottom of funnel is super high intent. They're actively looking to buy something. Now, thinking about what channels to use and what platforms to be on, you need to kind of ask yourself, where are my customers and who am I supposed to be speaking to? Um, because dependent on your situation, if you're, you know, if you're in lead generation or you're going straight for, uh, you know, e-com sales, like low ticket e-com sales, you can kind of play around that bottom of funnel stage, you know, um, really go straight for the sale through Google ads, um, you know, these channels because they're intent-based. If you run an ad on Google, Somebody is already looking for your for your solution, so you've actually in a better position because you don't have to do too much convincing other than having the right um, the right solution for what they're looking for. Right? It's more about matching the intent. So if somebody's looking for a lawnmower, if someone's looking for a soccer ball or some sort of um, you know dress online, a, a a pink dress online, as long as I have that on Google and someone's actually looked for it, the chances of them buying are pretty high. Now, 
take that a step back to top of funnel where you're trying to sell the pink dress or the soccer ball or whatever it is and you want to get the name out there. If you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, not a lot of people are searching for it. They're not actively looking for those things, right? If they were actively looking for it, they'd probably go to Google. So with a Facebook ad or a post or something like that, you're actually disrupting them. It's more of a disruption of their attention. So understanding the key differences between that can then help you make a decision on what channels you need to be on. Are you targeting more of an awareness type situation where you want to nurture people over time? Kind of cast that net wide, get a lot of people to know about your business, about your product? Cool. Use Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Do you want to go straight for the sell? Cool. Go for bottom of funnel intent, which is Google, Google ads, things like that. But also understanding that if people buy in very complex ways, using one channel basically means that you're not going to be impacting the whole user journey and you're going to get a lot of drop-offs because if you don't use social media, if you don't use Google, or if you don't use Facebook or Instagram ads, which can remarket, it, it doesn't mean that you can't post iOS 14, but um, you still can remarket if you don't use all these channels, then it's going to be very hard for you to control that whole user journey online. So I guess in summary, if you can understand that people buy in very complex ways, if you can understand that software doesn't tell the full story about what actually works, it's not always one platform that pulls all the weight. Um, if you can grasp your head around the fact that people buy in very weird ways. They go through different channels. They hop between platform to platform and gather as much information as possible and then make, and then make a purchase. You can then diagnose yourself and give yourself the right strategy and tactics for your business. Most of the time, a combination of Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads with a bit of social media and email marketing, that's basically kind of like a full funnel strategy. That's, it, it's super effective because you're effectively casting the net wide awareness wise. You're remarketing to them through content and Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Even email marketing into the picture. And then bottom of funnel, you're also getting people while they're actively looking for your solution so that they can buy. So I hope that kind of, explains a little bit about the reasoning why you need to use an omnichannel approach. Simply put, it's super complicated and the software doesn't tell the full story. You need to understand that people switched between different channels before they make a purchase. And um, if you follow that principle, you can then craft a really effective strategy to nurture people over time into customers, but also find people when they're ready to buy. So I hope that helps. Um, let me know if you guys found this useful and um, yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks.